you weren't born believing that, you know, in order to be successful, you have to make a million dollars. Or in order to be attractive, you have to weigh this much and, and look this way. Everything is conditioning. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. If you're new here, welcome to the show. For my longtime listeners, welcome back. I mean, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in again and again. Oh, man. All right. I can't believe we are coming up to the end of the year. I mean, where did the freaking time go? We are coming into the holidays. It's a very social time of year. And I wanted to give us all a little boost in confidence this week to help us actually enjoy the season, close up the year on a nice positive note, and you know, get ready to kick this New Year's ass. So this week, I am bringing in confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. She works with clients to overcome fears, negative thought patterns, and body image issues to develop queen-level confidence. We are going to chat about some confidence hacks we can all use in our everyday lives, including when we're in a pinch, like interviewing for a job or giving a presentation or public speaking. And you know, you need to get that confidence fast. We're also going to talk about body confidence, why this time of year and family dynamics can be triggering. And my favorite part, we'll also talk about attaining self-worth away from our accomplishments and achievements. Because I don't know about you guys, but I am constantly pushing myself to achieve things and to do the most. And according to Rebecca, that can actually be from a lack of confidence and self-worth. I mean, talk about a total mindfuck aha moment in this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you do, you know the drill. Make sure to pass it along to friends. Maybe post it on your Instagram stories and share the love. I think this episode will be helpful to a lot of people out there and it couldn't come at a better time. So without further ado, let's jump into this one, folks. Get comfy and we will be right back. Guys, just in time for the holiday season, you can give the gift that keeps on giving. And that's easier mornings after a night of boozing with morning recovery from More Labs. Morning recovery is this little beverage you drink while you drink, or at least before you go to bed after drinking. And it helps speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins so you can rehydrate, detox, and wake up feeling like you're 21 again. Right now, Morning Recovery has a limited edition flavor just in time for the holiday season. Introducing the new bold and juicy Blood Orange. It's matured, it's refined, and it's ready for sharing. This limited edition bottle serves up to five and pairs with any spirit. 
This flavor will only be available for the holiday season and it is seriously delicious. It's perfect for mixing into cocktails or just even sipping on its own. And don't worry, the Morning Recovery Blood Orange uses the same patent-pending plant-derived superhero formula as the original Morning Recovery, so you'll be bringing something bloody good to the party and saving everybody's tomorrow. I've been using Morning Recovery for years. They really come in handy during times when you're celebrating hard, like weddings, birthdays, and yes, holidays. So don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with Morning Recovery at morelabs.com slash bigkid and use code bigkid for 20% off your order. And definitely pre-order that blood orange while you can. I mean, it is delish. That's morelabs.com slash bigkid and use code bigkid for 20% off today. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm sitting here with Rebecca Biggie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, so pumped to have you. I don't think I've ever had a confidence coach on the podcast before. I'm Probably pumped. not. There aren't a lot of us out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so curious. Like, even before we get started, like, how do you how does one become a confidence coach? Like, give us a little bit of background on you, or do you just like pop out of the womb, like feeling super confident? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, no, I've always been confident. So I figured I could teach people how to do it. Um, no, that's a joke. I think that, you know, the the biggest reason I wanted to help people with their confidence is because I realized I had built my own confidence on things that you shouldn't build your confidence on, like the way that I looked how much people liked me and all of those things that culture tells us are important. But when it comes down to it, so many of those things can be taken away in a second and then your confidence is gone. So I went through a period of life where I was like, why am I putting all my self-worth and confidence in these things? And then finding other things to put them in so that it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks of me. I feel feel good no matter what the outcome is. And so once I finally like got to a point where I'm like, wow, I really feel like like good about my body. I feel good about my life. Like I got to tell somebody about this because I can't just keep it all to myself. Uh, that's when I was like, you know, maybe I could just like do some kind of coaching around confidence. And body image was really the main thing that I started with and that I still do because that was the biggest turning point for me is once I became able to be confident and comfortable in my body, the rest of it fell into place. Mm. That's so interesting. Um, when you talk about like getting your confidence from things that you probably shouldn't have gotten your confidence for. Like I think yeah. I think that's probably how a lot of us, you know, started out. Like I'm I'm trying to think of in my own life, like I feel like doing well in school, like mm-hmm. things that I could like my parents would be proud of me for whereas the yeah. things that like gave me confidence. So what are yeah. some of those are some of the things you shouldn't do, like external factors, like where what what do you think you should focus on like if you're going to try and you know become more confident yeah well confidence is all about trust when you really boil it down it's trusting am i going to be okay if i don't get the outcome that i'm used to or if i get the outcome that i'm afraid of am i going to be okay and it's trusting in your own abilities to handle whatever life throws at you so the way that you you develop that trust is by practicing doing little scary things and and really investing your your identity into character traits 
rather than outcomes from those character traits. So things like honesty, loyalty, things like that will, at the end of the day, help you say, okay, yes, maybe I didn't get this job promotion. Maybe I didn't get a second date with this guy, but I can look back and say, I was honest. Um, you know, I showed up in a way that I'm proud of. And if someone doesn't have, if someone has a problem with that, that's on them because I'm proud of the way that I handled the situation. Mm. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is, this is hard, <laughs> a lot harder. Like it's, it's, it's probably all easier said than done, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, like, I kind of want to give this audience like a little crash course. Like if we're going to okay. like help improve our confidence today in this mm-hmm. episode, I, I, I'm, and I'm wondering, I'm, I'm curious too, because I know you work with clients. Like, where do you usually start when you start working with clients? Yeah. So you have to start with the thing that you're afraid of. I'm a big fan of just like going in deep right away. Maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio and I hate the surface level like bullshit. I'm just like, what's the problem? Let's fix it. So I ask my clients, I'm like, okay, what is the thing that you're afraid of happening? And then let's imagine... What if that happened? And like, what would you actually do? How would you work through that? What would be your first step? And helping them see that their fears actually aren't that scary. And even if they do come true, you'll be able to find a way to to move through it or to pivot around it or whatever it is. So like with body image, for example, that's the main thing that I work with people on. I ask them, you know... (laughs) They don't want to wear shorts, right? That's the big thing. I, I can't wear shorts. Oh my God, you know, my my cellulite. And I'm like, okay, what what are you afraid is going to happen if you wear shorts? And usually they it takes them a while to think of what, like, I don't know, I just, I can't. I'm like, okay, well, what if you did? They're like, well, what if someone says something? Like, okay, what do you think they're going to say? And usually what it is, is there's there's a memory that they have of something like this has happened in the past and it really hurt them. It really stuck with them. And so then we work around that trigger to dissolve the power around it and realize like, well, but that was just a 14-year-old boy in high school. You're going to let this guy have power over you as a grown woman right now? Like, we don't need to do that. So, so that's like the process that we rinse and repeat and we go through all of those things and realize that what we're afraid of is not too big for us to handle. Mm. I'm trying to like narrow my mind down and there's like so many things. <laughs> there's like so many things I'm afraid of. I'm like, where do we begin? Yeah. Um, like uh, the first one that came to mind for me is like, I'm scared of getting canceled. Like I'm scared of like, I don't know, me getting in trouble yep. on like a, a really public like, yep. like forum and people being mm-hmm. like, wow, this Sarah girl is the fucking worst. Yeah. And she's a terrible person. She's, and yes. She just sucks. Like, We're done with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's see about examples of people that that has happened to. And then where are they now? Like they, they you can come back from that, right? Mm-hmm. Like people have gotten like canceled and come back. People, because there's always going to be people who understand your heart in it. And there are always going to be people who hate you for whatever you say. That's another thing that I learned that was like, because, because, so I have the podcast called Confidently She, and it's all about like women's empowerment, understanding like the different things that we have to go through as women and why we think that we're like inherently less worthy and all that stuff. And I get people hating on me for that. (laughs) Like, like all I'm trying to do is help people. And they're like, oh, you just think you're so smart. Like you think you have all the answers. I'm like, well, 
I didn't say that, but I don't know why this is triggering you so much. You know, so it's like, no matter what you say, if your heart's in the right place, there's still going to be people who hate it. Um, But I mean, that's a very real fear of like, oh my gosh, like what if... What if I say something or what if people get really mad about something that I say and then I lose everything? But it's like, okay, yeah, what if that happens? Yeah, I feel like especially now, like we're in a period of time where like 10, 20 years ago, like women our age, like didn't have people coming at us like on a daily Mm -hmm. basis, like on social media. It's just like a weird new thing Yeah, that... uh, it's scary. It's like, it, it's hard. Like I, I always get nervous, like putting myself out there just because I'm worried for the backlash. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like a new, it's a newer phenomenon that I think a lot of us are, are dealing with those like insecurities about that just because like before you, we didn't know what other people's opinions of us were maybe like a right, couple right. in our inner circle, but not on like right. a mass scale. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have exposure to all the opinions before, but now we do. And also like, making fun of people or like uh, tearing people down has become a way to get famous, right? Like that's that's become a way to to build their own platform of like, oh, this person did this thing wrong or whatever. Um, but I, I always think that like negativity is always louder than positivity. Like if you think about leaving a review at a restaurant, how many times do you go and leave a positive review after you had a really great experience? Never. But if you had a bad experience, you're like, I'm on Yelp right now in the restaurant. I hate this place. You know, so it's like, there's going to be 10 people who love it for every like one person who, who it wasn't for them. So I think that Mm. negativity is just louder. Yeah. Do you have any like little hacks for like dealing with that kind of negativity, like workarounds for your brain? Because I I know just from a personal side, like when I get like that a negative, like any kind of negative criticism or negative yeah. feedback, like I take it so personally. Like it could be a mm-hmm. fucking random ass stranger that is using a troll account and they're like, you're dumb. And and I'm like, wow, yeah, that sucks. But then like at night, I'm just, like trying to go to sleep. And I'm right. Like, like Am I dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I am dumb. Yes. So what I do is I always put myself in that person's shoes, right? So this person, and this has happened to me, I got this really nasty like hate email that was so long. and, And I was like, okay, let's walk through what this person did in their day. They came across something that I posted that they didn't like. And instead of just being like, oh, I don't like that. They decided I'm going to write an email and I'm going to tell her all the things that I don't like. And I'm going to, you know, and so it's like this person must have some sort of like anger and, and resentment towards somebody inside of them that they think that the best use of their time right now is to shit on me for trying to do something with my life. And especially if it's like somebody hiding behind some fake account of whatever, it's like, you don't even have the guts to have your name on this. And I'm out here like putting out my heart to the world. And and you bring that back down to what I mentioned earlier about character traits. I'm not going to listen to your opinion because you don't even have the, the guts to like honestly say that attached to your name. So it says more about them than it Mm. does about me. Because when I'm in that critical mindset, it's because I'm not feeling too great about what I'm doing. And anytime that I have said something critical about someone else, 
if I'm being honest, it was because I was either threatened by them or I was feeling insecure. So I wanted to, you know, make this little dig to make myself feel better. And that's what's happening there too. Unless it's someone who who's really close, like in my inner circle, who's like, hey, Rebecca, I think that what you said here wasn't right. And we got to like talk about it. That's different, right? That's like feedback that you got to be open to feedback. But no, just like the haters, it's like, is this what you're doing with your time? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that you were able in that moment to be, to like say something positive about yourself. Be like, well, I'm out here like doing something that's really hard and, you know, putting my shit out there. Cause I, I know like, Getting bad feedback, getting criticism from other people is one thing. But one of the biggest things that I think probably hurts a lot of our confidence is when you're the person be doing that to yourself. Like yes. nobody says meaner shit to me than I do to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, why do you, okay, why? why? And um, <laughs> like, how, what's your advice to people who are guilty of like some negative self-talk? Yes. So this is, everyone, by the way, like everyone does this on some level. And all of my clients are like, I just, I just need to like retrain this, this voice in my head. Like I'm just so hard on myself because that's what it is a lot. We, we have perfectionist tendencies. We want to, to be the best. We want to be um, perfect. And, and to a certain point, I was talking about this with someone last week, to a certain point, that's helpful that is self-serving because it gets you ahead of other people. Like that's how that's how I was building my confidence. I was like, nothing is good enough. You always have to do more and better. And, ah. and then I kept doing more and doing better. But in the process, I was burning out and I was, the, the way it felt was, was very much like a slave driver. I was my own slave driver and I never got to rest. I was never proud of what I accomplished. And I'm like, hold on, if I'm never proud and I never get to enjoy myself, who am I doing this for? So, I mean, it, with the way you start is you realize that all of these, all of these beliefs, all of these things that are going through your head came from somewhere else. Just how you weren't born speaking English, you weren't born believing that, you know, in order to be successful, you have to make a million dollars. Or in order to be attractive, you have to weigh this much and, and look this way. Everything is conditioning. So what, we, what I do with clients and what I suggest for people to do is write down exactly what the thought is that you are thinking like... I'm not good enough because this, or I am less than this person because of that. You write it down or you say it out loud. You do this because part of your brain that interprets external messages is more objective and more critical than the part of your brain that just listens to what's going on inside. Because if somebody tells you something, you're going to be like, wait, is this true? Is this not true? I don't know. But if you think it, you're like, yes, this is true. This came from me. So once you say it out loud, once you write it down, six out of 10 times, you'll be like, this is not true. Like, like immediately, you'll be like, wow. Like, no, I didn't even know that was in there. But for the four out of 10 that you need to do some work through, you just map it back to like, who said this to me? Or where did I pick this up? And you do the same thing as before. You say, okay, do I believe this is true? Is this always true? Or can I find an example of somebody who did this 
and everybody loves them or who didn't do this thing. And I still think they're successful, things like that. And you just use logic. It's, I mean, I have a background in philosophy, economics, political science. Like I am not a like woo woo, like whatever. I'm a very logical person. And it comes down to, yeah, the philosophy that you have about life and who you are and working through these from a logical perspective. Because when, when emotions get too high, it's like you can't, you can't really like do anything else with it than just like break it down into like, okay, what are the facts? What do I know is true? We've been talking about confidence in this week's episode, and I am so confident you guys are going to love this next sponsor. Guys, if you don't know pros, you need to. It is the world's most personalized hair care. I have been personally using pros for almost the entire year now, and I just want to tell you about the incredible results I've seen. I mean, so early in the year, I took the pros in-depth hair quiz and received a shampoo and conditioner with a unique formula just for my hair. And almost immediately, I mean, I noticed that my hair was smoother, softer, and shinier. I love that I could customize them to a T and even pick out the fragrance used for my formula. I mean, I am obsessed and my products smell so good. So Pros knows there is more to you than just your hair type. And they have given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. They ask things like how often you get your hair color treated, the thickness and density of your hair, the dryness of your scalp. They even factor in things like where you live to take into account things like humidity and pollution exposure. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. And they also have a review and refine feature to let me tweak my formulas for any reason, like change of address, hair color, or my diet. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Go take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash big kid. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash big kid for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I love that little exercise. I've done something similar like of that, just working through anxiety where mm-hmm. I'll take like an anxious thought and mm-hmm. then I'll write it down. I really think that there is power in writing it down and like seeing it in front of you. But um, there is, yeah. Yeah, because like you said, like then your like logical brain can look at it and be like, yep. wait a second. Yeah. Like that cough doesn't mean you have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, so I've done that for anxiety. I'm and I, I'm interested to try that for just some personal negative self-talk. I think that would be yes. really, really helpful. What you were saying earlier, I was relating to so hard, just about like getting like validation from like accomplishing things. Yeah. I am so I'm thinking of it right now. I'm like, dude, I'm guilty of that right now. Like I literally like base my personal success and really like how 
how good is Sarah doing based off of like the shit I knock off my to-do list? Mm -hmm. How do you stop doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Well... You ask yourself, so, so, and, and I think that this is a, this is a byproduct of capitalism, right? So I was an economics major and, and you learn that like things have value if you, if you have money attached to them and the more outputs that you can produce, the more valuable this company is. And we then attribute that to ourselves. And I used to think of myself as this like productivity robot, I would say. I am not a productivity robot. Like I don't have to continue to, to, to create these things and to do these things in order to prove my worth. And, and I had to ask myself, you know, do you believe that you are more worthy as a person if you make more money? Hmm. You know, sit with that. Hmm. And then, you know, do you believe that you are more worthy as a person if you finish your to-do list, you know? And, and you have to sit with those things because that will bring up the underlying things that are like, okay, so where do I really see my worth coming from? And what would happen if I allowed myself to rest? Do I think that that's lazy? Because that's the other thing that we are brainwashed into thinking that you have to work hard in order to be a successful person. I no longer work hard. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I, I don't want to work hard, but you know what I'm doing? Um, I have a full-time job. I do the podcast. I'm writing a book. I play the violin. Like, like I'm doing everything, but I don't work hard. I, I work when I feel inspired. I do things that I actually care about. And, and you know, a lot of times I take the afternoon off and, and I still don't really know how it's all happening this way but it is. And so I I think it comes back to, I'm not harsh on myself. I don't waste that energy beating myself up for not doing something. And then that helps me recharge faster to then go do something else in like an hour rather than, you know, muscling through it or, or just feeling really guilty. And then, I don't know, going into kind of like a a low, low vibrational state where I just like, don't want to do anything. Um, but it comes back to how you value yourself. But I totally was there. Like I used to completely value myself based on like, how much did I get done? Did I get more done than that person? Ha! Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we're taught that. We're taught that. That whole, that whole like resting piece, that was like a realization. I feel like I had this maybe like two years ago and it like blew my freaking brain. Yeah. Um, just when I realized like the act of rest is productive. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you literally like there, I work myself like to the bone, especially like during certain times, like I just uh, like la- I'm launching a new podcast. So oh, I, like wow. the last like few weeks, I've been insane. Like yeah. I'm like at my computer, like 12 hours a day, like getting shit done. Yep. And I can go through periods of time like that, but I'm like, I actually have to now schedule like time away from this desk and like get my brain away from this and actually chill out, like relax because I I know that this isn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I I found like the more that I am like retroact, not retroactive. What's the word? Proactive. Proactive. (laughs) The more that I I am proactive um, about like scheduling in rest, like the better that I just operate as a whole. Yes. 
Yes, especially when you're doing something that's, well, I was going to say, especially when you're doing something that's creative, but I believe that we're all creative in the things that we're good at, right? So even if you're like an accountant making spreadsheets, which that makes me want to blow my brains out, (laughs) I bet there's a way that you get on this creative high, you know, doing those spreadsheets. So it's like when you're doing something that you really, really care about, it it doesn't take as much energy to to make that. And you can go in those like long periods of time of like really productive, really whatever. But you also want to enjoy that process to a point where you're not burned out. You're not like, oh my God, I hate this. Um, And yeah, I I think that that's like a healthy balance of, of like, you know, you can go full board for a long time and then take those times to, to rest and recharge because then that also helps you be more creative. Like you can't be creative when you're burned out. You're mm-hmm. just like hating life. Yeah. One other thing when it comes to confidence, because I feel like these are all good things to, you know, kind of like bolster your confidence normally. There are times in life, like you might have a situation where like you're going into a job interview mm-hmm. or like you have to get up and publicly speak where you need that confidence now. now. Like yeah. <laughs> you need it right now. Like are, do you have any yep. hacks for like, you know, like anything that you can do, but I'm going to call them confidence hacks to just like channel it quickly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, So I actually did used to do this. I was in competitive speech, (laughs) super nerdy when I was in college, but I was really good at it. And so like I had to perform like all the time in front of like, big, big audiences and also audiences of one, which is actually much harder. Um, But anyway, so what I would do, there's a couple of things. First, like, preparation is going to help your confidence. So like, let's just t- like remind ourselves of that. So it's like, confidence is about trust. You have to trust that like, okay, I have prepared for this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that also has to be true. So it's like, you can't go into this job interview if you haven't prepared and then be like, <laughs> I'm nervous. It's like, yeah, of course you're nervous. You're not ready. So, so trust that it's like, I've done the work to prepare for this. I am ready for this. So you tell yourself that out loud, right? I'm ready for this. I've done the work. I trust myself. Even if this doesn't go perfectly as planned, I trust that I will be okay with the outcome. Then what you do, so like when when you start to get nervous, it's because you're in your head. So you got to get into your body. And so what I do is I'll put on like some rap music or some just something and I will start moving. I will start dancing. I'll literally just like, like move my shoulders around and just get out of my head and into my body. The other thing, there's this like superhero pose, right? So you put your, your ball up your fists, put your fists on your hips and stick your chest out. And you take deep breath in, deep breath out. You just kind of do this superhero pose. It works wonders. Like it probably sounds stupid, but I tell you like a national champion, like speech, it works. <laughs> and, and then the last thing too, that I always tell people, especially um, if it's like in the moment, whatever. Slow down. Speak slowly. Because when you speak slowly, you give your brain a chance to know where it's going next. But if you're speaking fast and then you forget what you're about to say, there's going to be this awkward pause of like, Ugh. and then everybody's going to know that you don't know what you're about to say. But so if you, if you develop a cadence of slowly speaking, Mm. It it gives yourself a little bit of a like a room to pivot that it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm about to say next, but I have time to think of it. There it is. Okay. And then now nobody ever knew that that I didn't know what I was about to say. Ugh. 
That's such a good tip. I feel like <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, some of the best speakers I've seen are slow. Yeah. And like I've done speaking things. I guess like you, I just get like nervous. And I guess this is pretty common. Like people get nervous and they, they just nervous, speed they up. They're like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. well, that's uh, another way that you can tell if someone is like nervous or excited. That's like, okay, right now I'm speaking like a thousand words a minute because I'm excited. And I'm like, ah, I love talking about this. Um, <laughs> But that's something, that's a way that you can tell if someone is either nervous or excited is how fast they're speaking. But me day to day, like in a normal conversation, I'm a very like slow talker. I allow myself to take pauses and things like that because I want to be intentional about the words that I say. And so that gives me time to figure it out. Dude, that's something I'm going to start working on in my personal life. Like just freaking (laughs) slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, that superhero pose thing too is so real. I'm going to link it in show notes. There's that like famous Ted talk about body mm-hmm. language and like its effect on confidence. I watched yes. this years ago and it it was like, it's the best Ted talk I've ever seen. It like actually changed my life. But I've like, I've had to be on like live TV before and I've been in the green room fucking, yep. you know, Superman pose back there. People <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, nope, nope. Trust yep, me, this but works. I'm going to do well. You just watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I love this. Okay. So I know we've been talking kind of a little bit about like just things we can do to just help kind of our overall confidence. And I know one of the mm-hmm. things that you specialize is body confidence specifically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I could not have you on and not get into this topic a little bit. Some of us, I feel like some people are struggle with this more than others. Why do you, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think some people have like a much harder time with with body confidence than others do? And how do you know where you fall on that spectrum? Yeah. So, I think the reason some people have more struggle than others is how much focus was placed on bodies during their childhood as they were growing up. How much did people talk about bodies? How much did they talk about? your body uh, or, or other people's bodies in general. But if there was a lot of focus and attention on bodies, that's going to make you look at your body and say, okay, how does mine measure up to these other ones that people say are attractive or good or whatever? So it's all about that conditioning that you had growing up and how often people had body talk in the home. Mm. And I know, I mean, I know a lot of us are like, especially this time of year, I feel like it can be kind of triggering because like you're going home. Like a lot of people of us go home, they go back to that place where a lot of this insecurity like resonated. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you you say for that? Like for anybody who may, I don't know, like have parents that like focused a lot on this or just like kind of having to face that childhood trauma this time of year. Yeah, well, if you haven't done... If you haven't done work beforehand to kind of armor yourself, again, it comes back to trust, to armor yourself to to handle those situations, just come up with a few phrases that you can use if something like that comes up in conversation that you can revert back to and just say like, I don't want to have this conversation right now. Or I'm not really interested in your input on how much I'm eating, mom. (laughs) You know, like just have, have something that's, you know, direct and short. And then 
you know, if they keep like pushing the issue again, then that's on them, right? Like I set this boundary. I was polite. I was communicative. And if someone's going to continue to do something weird, like, all right, well, that's on you. And if it's not just like a conversation thing, if it's more of that feeling of like, oof, like I just feel this heaviness because I know I'm going to be in that environment and it's just kind of the energy of the, the whole place. I mean, give yourself permission to limit the amount of time that you're there. Like, I think that we have this expectation that it's like, I have to go home for the holidays. I have to see my family. You don't. Like, you <laughs> don't. And, and if it is really that bad and it is really that triggering for you, you don't have to go. Or you can really limit the amount of time that you're going to be there. I actually have a podcast episode. I think it's coming out soon about like toxic family members around the holidays and, and how to deal with that. And the fact that like, you can just have permission to not, to not go. Um, that's another cultural expectation that it's like, oh, family is everything. It's like, well, what if your family kind of sucks and makes you feel like a terrible person? Like, I don't think you need to spend time with them. So that's that's like in the moment, little things like have a little script that you can use and practice it beforehand so it feels normal coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And, and just say like this little like, hey, I, we don't need to be talking about how much food is on my plate or we yeah. don't need to be talking about the fact that I've lost so much weight. That's another thing. Like some families will be like, oh, you're so you're so skinny. Oh, you need to eat more. You need to eat more. And like, that's just as damaging to someone's body image as saying you're not, you're eating too much or or whatever it is. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Like, I feel like that can just kind of change through life. Like I remember coming home from college after graduate or after gaining the like freshman 15 and just kind of getting the eye when I would go back for that like third plate of mashed potatoes. Like no one ever yeah. said anything, yeah. Yeah. but like you you can feel like, the eye, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and then, I mean, it was funny around my wedding. So I had my wedding a couple months ago, like, I've never heard like my my entire like my all the women in my family like came up to me separately and they're like we're concerned you're very skinny and I'm like mm. <laughs> I'm like thanks I've been like trying I've been right. you know like extra trying to to be this specific like yeah. weight but yeah. like their concern was it was like very strange I, I I'm used to the other way it was very strange to get it yeah know. yeah it's, and I, and I think because people will ask me they'll be like well, what's the right way to talk to someone about their body? You know, like what if you actually are concerned about, you know, the, the, the someone's weight, whether it's high or low or whatever it is? Or what if you want to compliment someone's body because they you, they look great and, and but they're like, I don't want to reinforce any negative patterns that, that they may be doing. Like what if they have unhealthy habits that have gotten them to this point and I'm complimenting their eating disorder, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, first of all, good questions. Like, this is how you should be thinking about things before things come out of your mouth, which is another good reason you should slow down as you talk so you don't say things that you shouldn't say. You don't insert but, your foot into your mouth. Right, I'm, right. I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And it all comes down to like, what is the nature of your relationship with this person? Do you talk to them on a weekly basis at least? Like, are you involved with their life? Do you know their patterns? Are you noticing patterns that you're concerned about or that you're impressed by? Or are you noticing outcomes? Because outcomes are misleading, right? Like I can, you know, like you asked at the beginning of this episode, have you always been confident? You know, if I was always confident, 
I would be the worst confidence coach ever because I don't know how I built that. I just have it, you know? And it's like these fitness influencers who's like, you've always been thin. And, and it's like, what are you like? Like your outcome is actually not indicative of any patterns that you've done. Yeah, maybe you know how to maintain weight. Okay. But but the outcomes can be misleading. So you have to ask yourself, like, do I know this person's patterns? And are the patterns healthy or unhealthy? And if I don't know their patterns, ask them about their patterns. Like, hey, like what type of you know exercise are you doing lately? Or, you know, what have you been doing? And and you could even say, like, you look really healthy. Are you being healthy? Like, what's going on? You know, and just kind of be a little open about it. But if it's someone that you're not really close with them, like you don't really need to concern yourself with that. Like, unless you really want to like become close with them, build that trust and then have that conversation. That's fine. But just like going around being like, I'm concerned. It's like, are you concerned? Like, you don't even know what you're concerned about. You've just seen me like this and you think that something's wrong. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's like a, it's a it's an interesting time too. I feel like for everybody, just around food because you're like maybe consuming more food than normal. It's the holidays. Yeah. Like I know I'm I'm about to go off, like on the holidays. Like especially like I'm just I'm excited for like, a lot of people. Just get excited for to eat and well, and it's food. good food. That's the other thing. It's like it's this good food that like we don't get to have all the time, and that is exciting. And I love that. I'm excited about food and I'm not ashamed to be like, yes, I can't wait for some good mashed potatoes. Because there was a time where I was like, oh, if I if I say that I'm excited to eat, that means that I'm bad. People are going to think that I like, you know, have this like weird like obsession with food and I don't want people to think that. But yeah, it is exciting because there's like, it's really good food, but also like understanding that like having that balance all the time is what allows you to have the balance all the time. So if you don't want to have the the like really highs and really lows, you gotta balance it out throughout yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. This is we're allowed to we're allowed to go a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can have mashed potatoes anytime you want. That's the thing. But I it's yeah. like you can have mashed potatoes in May and have three servings <laughs> if you want. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be around Thanksgiving. I, I like your style. I like your style. I'm all about that mashed potato life. Um, I'm curious. Okay. As we like wrap up this episode, like, are there any, I, I know like on your podcast, you talk about like, you know, you want your audience to create queen level confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a few words of wisdom, anything for us to walk away today to kind of get to that level? Just, just like feel better, feel more confident, you know, from here on out. Yeah. Um, For the rest of the day today. The rest of the day. Well, the reason why I think of queen level confidence is because queens are born into a certain status, a certain birthright of like, I'm the queen, right? (laughs) And the queen doesn't have to prove herself to all these other people because it's just like, look at the crown, okay? Like, yeah, am I going to make some mistakes? Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm the queen. Like, I don't have to try to get the approval of all these people. But as a good, like a good leader is always going to be concerned with serving the people that they are leading. So it's a good balance of like, I'm not going to become this egocentric whatever, but I don't have to prove myself to you. So going through the rest of the day, just remind yourself, like, you don't have anything to prove. You are here on this planet. You are here for a reason. You've got the crown. Right. And so then, how can you go through your day and like serve the people in your life 
knowing that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have anything to prove, but you're here for a reason. Oh, I love that. I love that. You don't have to prove shit to anyone. No. no. (laughs) That's amazing. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on today. If people want to find more for you, if they want to like help build their confidence, like I guess, well, one, I want to know where we can find you. And then two, if you have any other external resources, like favorite book, favorite, you know, uh, book, or I already said book. (laughs) Favorite book, favorite book. Favorite book. Favorite book. Yeah. Hit us us with some of those recommendations. Of course. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. So I'm at Rebecca Biggie. And you had asked before, like, how do you know where you're at kind of with your body image? So I have a free quiz at bodyconfidencequiz.com. Take that quiz and it will tell you where you're at. And as far as like external resource, one of the, the books that impacted me the most is called Safe People by Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And they just, oh, it's it's like all the little things and all the deep things that go into the relationships that are probably hurting your confidence and how to set those boundaries and and really like build yourself up to a place where you know you feel like you can trust yourself because you are a safe person. Oh, love that. Okay, I'm going to link all of this in show notes. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. This was great. Okay, that is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a nice little five-star review for this podcast. Maybe send it to a friend who you think might enjoy the show. I mean, your reviews and you passing along this podcast is what keeps us running. So thank you. If you want more from me, you can follow me on Big Kid Problems on Instagram and on my personal account at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. Oh, also you can check out my brand new pregnancy podcast called Bottle Service. Many of you know I'm actually pregnant right now and this new show goes through pregnancy week by week with me and actually gives a ton of information. It's kind of like getting the inside scoop from your pregnant best friend who will tell you all the shit no one else will about what pregnancy is really like. It's a lot of fun and actually really informative. So check it out. As always, I want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. I've linked all our discounts and everything else you could want from this episode in our show notes. So make sure to check that out. And finally, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting this show. There's a lot of ways you could be spending your time right now. So I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And with that, I hope you guys have an awesome week and I will see you next Tuesday. 